The following presentation is brought to you by the Realm Network. Buzz Burbank. News and comment. Monday, August 22nd, 2016. From the one-man worldwide newsroom, this is free and independent news on a commercial-free Monday, made possible when you support the shows and sponsors at buzzburbank.com. The 31st Olympic Summer Games are history now. Falling water doused the Olympic flame on what most agree was a successful set of games. Japan has the Summer Games four years from now. Rio will now turn its attention back to a crumbling economy and political turmoil. U.S. gold medal swimmer Ryan Lochte now says he's embarrassed by the scandal he created in Rio and that he takes full responsibility for it. On NBC's Today show this morning, Lochte apologized and offered immaturity and drunkenness as explanations for the incident, adding, I'm not making that an excuse. The six-time gold winner also admits he was still drunk when he claimed he and three other American swimmers had been robbed. But Lochte still isn't admitting to vandalism, despite security video that shows him tearing down a metal sign at a Rio gas station. The swimmers had also ripped mirrors, soap dispensers, and a door from the gas station restroom. Lochte also isn't admitting he lied about being robbed, preferring to say he'd, quote, left details out. Quoting Lochte from this morning's interview, It's how you want to make it look like, whether you call it robbery or extortion or us paying for the damages. There was a gun pointed in our direction, and we were demanded to give money. A security guard had drawn a gun during the incident, and the swimmers were warned to either pay for the damages they'd caused or be turned over to police. Lochte's biggest regret is leaving his teammates to twist in the wind after he quickly ducked out of Brazil. Through tears, he told Matt Lauer, I let my team down. I wanted to be there. I don't want them to think I left them out to dry. Adding, I just wanted to make sure they were home safe before I came out to talk. All four swimmers are home now. Lochte has also apologized to the people of Brazil who are sensitive about Rio's crime problem and their efforts to keep it out of the Olympics. And Lochte's prepared for both a possible ban from Olympic swimming and losing generous corporate sponsors. Quoting him, that's something I'm going to have to live with. I know what I did was wrong and I learned my lesson. He's also hoping for another chance to be a good, in his words, role model to little kids going forward. At least two of the other swimmers have apologized as well. America's world champion gymnast Simone Biles carried the U.S. flag in yesterday's ceremony closing out the 2016 games in Rio. Despite all the drama and excitement, viewership for this year's summer games was down 17% from the games four years ago this summer in London. Viewing by millennials was down 25%. That's very bad news for NBC, which had just paid $12 billion for rights to the games through the year 2032. Still, it gave NBC 13 days of ratings dominance over the other three big commercial broadcast networks. Now, there are two neighborhoods in the Miami area where pregnant women are being advised to stay away. Miami Beach, including the popular South Beach area, is the second high-risk zone for Zika in Florida now that five cases have cropped up there. All five of the new cases are from mosquito bites, just as they've been in the Wynwood section of North Miami. Florida now has three dozen confirmed cases of the virus, which can cause extreme birth defects and paralysis in some adults. Now there's a case in Texas in a person who had traveled to Miami. Most of the nearly 2,300 cases of Zika in the country have appeared in people who had traveled to Latin America, the Caribbean, and Brazil. 
In Washington, the FDA is distributing nationwide a new test that will allow blood banks to test for Zika-tainted blood. School starts in Miami today with the district handing out bug spray, long pants, and long-sleeved shirts to students who need them for protection from mosquitoes. In addition to the 13 lives lost, it will cost over $30 million to undo the damage from the worst natural disaster in this country since Hurricane Sandy. In one Louisiana county, Livingston Parish, more than 31 inches of rain fell in just 15 hours. The Red Cross is asking for help for the people who lost everything. Over 100,000 Louisianans have signed up for federal aid. At least 7,000 people are living in shelters. About 40,000 homes were damaged, many of them destroyed. Donald Trump and running mate Mike Pence visited the flooded state on Friday to be photographed with the victims and to criticize President Obama for not being there. The President Secretary of Homeland Security had been there already the day before, along with the head of FEMA. Louisiana's governor had advised the president to stay away for a few days so manpower wouldn't be drawn away from the emergency work to provide presidential security. Trump showed up without notifying the governor he was coming. Quoting Governor Edwards' office, we welcome them to Louisiana, but not for a photo op. We hope they'll consider volunteering or making a sizable donation to the relief fund. Hillary Clinton did speak with the governor and says she'll stay away to avoid being a distraction to the recovery work being done. Still, the optics were not good for the president, who was playing golf on a vacation in Martha's Vineyard, reminding some of President Bush's non-response to Hurricane Katrina. Louisiana Governor John Bell Edwards says he is grateful to Donald Trump for calling attention to a disaster the governor feels is being ignored because it wasn't a hurricane or a storm with a name. The president, besides sending in top federal response people, has been getting regular updates on the Louisiana floods and will visit the area tomorrow, cutting short what was supposed to have been a 16-day vacation. The first family returns to Washington today. In Southern California, the 82,000 people evacuated from a wildfire have been told they can go back home if that home is still safely standing. Some will go home to nothing. More than 100 homes were completely destroyed. Fortunately, there hasn't been a single death or injury from that fire. A few roads remain closed, and more than 2,000 firefighters are still doing battle with over 250 fire trucks, nearly three dozen bulldozers, 14 helicopters, and 10 water tank airplanes. Utilities are working to get the power back on. The Blue Cut Fire in San Bernardino County is mostly contained now after it charred more than 37,000 acres. That's about 60 square miles. The cause of that fire remains a mystery, but the investigation continues. Elsewhere in California, the San Luis Obispo Fire that's burned over 15,000 acres is only about one-third contained. And the Northern California Clayton Fire, started by an arsonist, has destroyed 4,000 acres and 300 buildings. It's now mostly under control at about 80%. Northern California's Chimney Fire has burned 27,000 acres and destroyed 47 buildings. That fire now threatens the Hearst Castle, once the home of a famous eccentric newspaper publisher who inspired the Orson Welles movie classic Citizen Kane. In Central California, firefighters have more than once been kept from their work by men with guns. The Soberanes Fire in Monterey County has flushed out illegal marijuana growers and led the sheriff's office to confiscate nearly 20,000 pot plants from the Los Padres National Forest. Officials also seized over 1,100 pounds of already harvested weed. Some of the men with guns claimed to be hikers and allowed themselves to be rescued by firefighters. The fire started over a month ago by an illegal campfire has destroyed over 80,000 acres around Carmel and Big Sur. 
That fire is now more than 80% contained, and it's expected to be fully contained in another week with the help of nearly 10,000 firefighters statewide. A gun was one of the weapons used in another mass murder over the weekend. At a house in southern Alabama, police found five dead bodies, including a woman who was five months pregnant. The alleged killer reportedly drove 30 miles to a police station to turn himself in. He'll be charged with five, possibly six, murders. The Mobile County Sheriff's Department is still working the crime scene, which they describe as horrible and gruesome. Now in its fourth year, with over 3 million downloads, this is Buzz Burbank News and Comment on the Realm Network. A lot of the support that Donald Trump has stems from the perception he's a whiz at business. But in a report the law requires him to file, honestly, Trump noted that his real estate properties owe lenders some $315 million. The New York Times says the real debt is more than double that amount, $650 million at the least. One building in Manhattan co-owned by Trump is $950 million in debt to its lenders, including two of the Chinese banks Trump has criticized. And one of the lenders is Goldman Sachs, a firm Trump claims has control over Ted Cruz, since Cruz has loans there too. Quoting Trump in the campaign, they have no control over Donald Trump. I don't want their money. I don't need their money. Clearly he does, or did. The Trump campaign says none of this matters, claiming it wasn't required to report any corporate debt, just personal debt, of which it says Trump has none. But debt is how Donald Trump conducts the business that's made him both famous and, among some voters, popular. Quoting him, nobody knows debt better than me. I've made a fortune using debt, says Trump, adding, and if things don't work out, I renegotiate the debt. That kind of thinking is apparently spilled into Trump's campaign. A new report to the Elections Commission shows that Trump's campaign expenses more than doubled last month, even though his payroll remained the same and even though he didn't spend a dime on advertising. Apparently half the money on hand, nearly $8.5 million, went to a web design and marketing firm tied to Trump's real estate organization. Trump has bragged about limiting his campaign spending, drawing some of his operating money from the Republican National Committee. Hillary Clinton, meanwhile, has been spending nearly twice as much money as Trump, but she can afford to, having brought in almost twice as much money. Trump also continued to pay the man who served as his campaign manager two campaign managers ago. Corey Lewandowski got a check for $20,000 from Trump in July, the same amount he got in the month before he got fired. And Lewandowski continued to be paid by Trump while Lewandowski worked as a contributor to the Fox News Channel. Another former Trump campaign manager, meanwhile, has now been forced to resign completely from the campaign. Paul Manafort, number two out of three so far, resigned his manager's post last week as Trump's poll numbers sagged and as a scandal broke about Manafort's help to a pro-Russian political party. That led to a demotion for Manafort, but he remained part of the Trump organization. Now that more details about Manafort's work for the Russians have been made public, he's been forced to bow out completely. Questions had also been raised about Hillary Clinton and whether her husband's Clinton Foundation had benefited from its family ties to the U.S. government while Mrs. Clinton was Secretary of State. Questions remained about how that worldwide charity might benefit if Clinton were elected president. The foundation has now put those future concerns to rest, promising that Bill Clinton would step down as the head of the charity if his wife wins on November 8th and that the group would stop taking donations from other countries. Republicans are skeptical. Party Chairman Reince Priebus says if everything was above board while Clinton ran the State Department, then why change a thing? The Trump campaign was even more harsh, calling the Clintons low-class grifters and grifters at every turn. 
From our Be Careful What You Wish For department, Republicans who clamored for the FBI to release its notes on the investigation of Hillary Clinton's emails have so far only found frustration and things they perhaps didn't want to know. One of the first revelations when the FBI handed over those notes to Washington lawmakers was that Clinton used a private server on the advice of a Republican predecessor, former Secretary of State Colin Powell. Republican lawmakers looking for evidence of criminal wrongdoing by Clinton say the amount of material to review is overwhelming, that a dozen paragraphs contain classified information, and that for all they know, the notes, voluminous as they are, may not be complete. At long last, something may finally get done to end the automated phone calls that drive us all crazy. Nearly three dozen American companies are joining forces to stop robocalls. There was a meeting Friday between the FCC and reps from AT&T, Apple, Google, and 30 other companies. Their stated goal? To prevent, detect, and filter those calls. Their first task will be to overcome the tricks used by spam callers, including disguising the numbers from which they're calling. The head of the FCC refers to the calls as a scourge, and he refers to this new anti-junk call coalition as a strike force. But Tom Wheeler admits robocallers are a formidable adversary, notoriously hard to stop. He's asking the wireless phone companies to offer call blocking at no extra charge. Other companies that have joined the effort include alphabetically BlackBerry, CenturyLink, Comcast, LG, Microsoft, Samsung, T-Mobile, Sprint, U.S. Cellular, and Verizon. And finally, for sale on eBay, one Art Deco wedding dress in ivory, size 6. It originally sold for $2,600, and it was used once. 28-year-old Samantha Rag is selling it because she needs the money and not the memory. She recommends the buyer have the dress dry clean to, quote, get rid of the stench of betrayal. She says she needs the money to pay for the divorce bill her ex-husband skipped out on. Her eBay listing is also asking for any information on, quote, the skank my cheating scumbag of a husband ran off with. But despite her tone, Samantha says she's really just having fun and not really bitter. Quoting her, I forgive him and wish him all the best. I'm very happy now, so I hope he is too. All's well that ends well. So long as somebody buys that dress. I'm Buzz Burbank. Thanks for listening. And thank you for supporting the shows and sponsors at BuzzBurbank.com. I'll be back tomorrow with another Buzz Burbank News and Comments. The preceding presentation was brought to you by The Realm Network.